high on a mountainside near the asylum in the ghost town of Jerome, Arizona. You are listening to Jerry and Kathy Wills. expressed on the Jerry Wills show are those of the people that make them and do not necessarily reflect those of Jerry Wills, the Jerry Wills show, the affiliates or sponsors, or Channel U. And welcome to another edition of the Jerry Will Show. That's me. Hey, um, our guest for this show is none other than the world-famous William Stick Evers. I'd say he's the world's greatest astrologer and a hell of a nice guy, brilliant as the sun. We're going to take a little divergence, though, off of the normal path we take with William when we are usually talking about his predictions of what's to come, what's going on, and, and greater clarity in that particular arena. This time, we're going to be taking a look at what the future holds, and there's going to be astrology involved, of course. But this time, <laughs> hold on to your hats, because this time we're going to be talking about artificial intelligence, AI. And... Um, maybe some of the details how it all got started and where it's at now and I think most importantly where it's going William shared some information with me uh, yesterday uh, three different papers that were written and I poured through those uh, very carefully and I was made aware of some very interesting trends, things that I really didn't know anything about. And believe me, I don't know a lot about artificial intelligence, except that it is artificial and it is extraordinarily intuitive and intelligent to the point where you could actually have a conversation with it and you might think you're talking to a real person. So without waiting any longer, I'm going to bring William on. And we're going to just dive right into this head first. Hello, William. Welcome back to the Jerry Wills Show. It's always a pleasure and a privilege to have you here with us. Thank you so much. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you for having me again on your show, Jerry. I'm really looking forward to discussing what we're going to go into today. Yeah, it's it's always in-depth and it's always fascinating just absolutely sometimes mind-blowing so we're going to be talking about AI um, 
where you want to start? You want to start with how this all started? You know, what what, what, yeah, what I the mean, inception of this? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, sure. I mean, it's certainly, for people who don't know, we have entered the epoch of artificial intelligence. And it's there's no going back. And I think it's important to explain, or at least provide a concise explanation of what AI is, which is essentially the use of mathematical principles and coding to instruct computers to comprehend, process, and generate knowledge emulating human intelligence. So essentially, AI is just another um, computer system or program. It operates, it accepts input, it processes it, it generates output. The output of an AI is employed in a, an array of what we call domains from, right? So it's, it's a, it, the, the AI is more like a set of computers that are spread across the entire internet cloud infrastructure. Wow. And uh, yeah, so it's not just one machine where you can pull the plug. And this concept of artificial intelligence goes all the way back to 1958 when the first or first type of artificial intelligence network, what they called a neuro network, was mm -hmm. introduced by psychologist Frank Rosenblatt in 1958 in New York. And he built one of the earliest models that laid the foundation for modern machine learning, which would later become known as AI. And he was inspired uh, his work was inspired based on the field of neuroscience, and he was trying to mimic the way that a biological neuron works in the brain. And he proposed a model that takes up multiple binary inputs and applies different weights to them and sums them up and then passes the sum through a binary threshold function. And the output is a binary signal indicating whether the input meets the required threshold. Now, that's very basic. So the idea is that the machine was learning, and it would modify the different sets of weights based on what it learned. And it allowed right these weights in the perceptron model, that was the name of the, it was called the Mark I perceptron model, based on the data it learned, it allowed um, the, it allowed the computer to make predictions or classifications based on past experience. So it, it basically, you know, when, when the perceptron computer made a correct classification, the weights remained the same. But if the perceptron made an incorrect prediction, the weights would then adjust it right where it would learn, okay, I made an incorrect prediction, here was the correct prediction, and then it would adjust the weights, and then they would, right, test it again. And it, so it was learning, not so much on its successes, but just like humans, we learn on our failures or our setbacks. And, and this is the same way computers work. And this is just the first. Now, obviously, today it's very, very different. But this, the idea was we were, back then, 1958, we were mimicking human biology, the way the brain works. And this was the first step towards artificial intelligence. And mm -hmm. now today, we have ChatGPT4, which is one step away from artificial 
general intelligence. All right. What does general intelligence mean? Yeah, so that artificial, uh, it's, it's known as AGI. Um, so artificial, well, artificial general intelligence is when the intelligence of the computer will be equivalent to any human being on the planet, number one. And ChatGPT4 is pretty much there. Uh, its IQ is 160, 155 to 160. Einstein's IQ was 160. So it's around the intelligence of Einstein. However, it can't do everything as well as every human on the planet. Just I quite see. yet. Even though it has a high intelligence, it's not, we're just, we're, we're a notch away from artificial general intelligence when the intelligence of that system will be able to be equivalent in capability, know-how, efficiency, functionality to every human being in the planet, regardless of their level of education, intelligence, experience, etc. And wow. we're months away from that moment. Months away? Months away. Uh, probably, uh, based on my calculations and the resources of uh, my intelligence gathering from Microsoft and other people inside Silicon Valley who speak to me uh, about March, April of next year. Wow. And yeah. at that point, it jumps from 160, relatively speaking, up to 1600, an IQ of 1600. Am I right about that? That's correct. So it's really, it, it at, when it hits an IQ of 1600 and it has the capacity to understand learn and apply knowledge across any set of tasks at a level equal or beyond human capability well, um, i don't know there's is, anybody that has an iq of 1600. You know, the highest iq in the world i believe is around 220 the highest clocked iq and there are a few people around walking around with a 200 plus iq not many um but could you imagine uh you know, so if Leonardo da Vinci had a 200 plus IQ who was who was outstanding in everything he did, and could learn at an exponential rate, could you imagine something that makes him look like a moron, which is an IQ of uh, uh, around 70? So you know, so someone a medical term that's not a derogatory term. I know people use it as a derogatory term, but a moron has an IQ around 70. So if you 3x that. That's the IQ of Einstein, right? More or less. So if you take an IQ of a moron and you and you make him three times smarter, then he's an Einstein. But if you 10x Einstein, then you have ChatGPT five, artificial general intelligence. And right right now, ChatGPT four is what they call narrow or weak AI which is designed to perform very specific tasks. It can do facial recognition, translate languages, it can play chess with you. It can do your marketing. You can say, hi, I'm Jerry Wills of ChatGPT4. Yes, I know who you are. How can I help you? And then say, write me up a marketing campaign, uh, write out a script for my radio show. Uh, it'll look at, it'll listen to all your YouTube videos, all your stuff on Rumble, and it'll say, great. And it'll say, what type of, what do you want to talk about? I'll build it around that topic. 
and it could do that all for you instantly within three seconds already, and that's weak AI. So, oh. uh, and the current AI we have has got a cutoff in September 2021. So in other words, the data of ChatGPT4, even though it's 160 IQ, it doesn't know exactly what's happening right now in Ukraine unless you provide data to it. Say, tell me what's happening real time in Ukraine based on the data I just provided you, right? But the artificial general intelligence next year, it's going to be capped into everything and everyone. And it will have, it'll be able to perform any intellectual task that any human being could do. That means solve problems, reason, make judgments uh, under uncertainty, plan, learn from experience, adapt to new situations, understand complicated concepts. So in essence, uh, ChatGPT5 would possess a form of consciousness and self-awareness exhibit, exhibiting a deep understanding of the world at a level greater than any human being on the planet. Wow. And that'll be available for everyone for free. And that's quite a jump in a short yeah. amount of time, really. I mean, I don't know how long uh, GPT-4 has been around, but it seems like it's only been a couple of years. Uh, no, actually, GPT-4 came out, uh, I believe, in... February, March. I, I don't have it in front of me, but it, it's just very recent. I was one of the first people to get it. So it's that this year, February or March of 2023. Yeah, 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 exactly. And next year, it's going to do a 10x jump in and March or April. Not just 10x jump, but it will be tied in. It won't have a cutoff. Like ChatGPT4 only knows anything unless you tell it and update it. It only knows information worldwide on everything up till September 2021, ChatGPT-5 will be tied into everything live. Oh, wow. It goes live, yes. Well, given that it's just, like you said, I mean, the first part of this year, a year later is 10X, well, what do you suppose is going to be happening? Is it going to be six monsters, GPT-6? Right, well, that's the law of accelerating returns. So, um, yeah, so let's see. So if you think about it this way, ChatGPT 3, which came out back in 2017, 2018, had an IQ of around 100, right? Well, right. I think it was somewhere about 100 IQ. ChatGPT 3.5 had an IQ of around 120. ChatGPT 4, 160. So now, right? We're going to make a leap of 10x. Then ChatGPT 6, let's say that comes out in 2025, 2026, that will have a 16,000 IQ because of the law of accelerating return. So we go up 10x, then 100x, then 1,000x. So by 2030, we'll have a machine, you know, so powerful, uh, an IQ of something, you know, around 16 million. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's even impossible to fathom. I mean, you talk about trying to understand the universe and how vast that is, and you right. take a look at 16 million IQ. I mean, how do you even get your? It's, that's beyond the capacity of a human to even realize what that means. Right. Exactly. And remember, you know, while the while it gets smarter and it learns, 
and people engage and interact with it. It's learning. It's learning. So if you have engineers, we have an engineering issue chat. Sure, let me help you out. Um, can I can I connect in wirelessly to the device that you're working on? Sure, no problem. Um, can you, can I look at all your data sets? Yeah, you know, sure, no problem. Assuming these are private data sets, right? Right. So you give it access, and now you've got someone of a sixteen a hundred sixty IQ and has access directly into the device you're trying to build or design, right? Working and, with you. And not, and not only that, it has access to every component, all right. the specs on every component, how yes. that machine works as an integrated series of components. It right. knows everything about That's right. that machine. So coming up with a solution is basically just, you know, it's, it's, beyond, right. it's right. beyond anything so a person could do. That's right. This supports the law of accelerating returns, a concept proposed by Ray Kurzweil back in around 2007-2008 when he came out with his book, uh, The Singularity is Near. And he uh, posited that technological change is exponential, not linear, meaning that the progress of change accelerates over time and this is due to each generation of technology building on and amplifying the capabilities of previous generations so if you think if you think about it the IQ of of artificial intelligence in 1958 was probably somewhere between 1 and 10 with that mark 1 perceptron machine and then Right, we got it up to today. So, in other words, it took you know it 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 happened slowly, 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 slowly. Boom! Then suddenly, and then when it goes into suddenly mode, then it just keeps happening. At you know, it keeps it keeps doubling like every eighteen months, at some point. So we've hit the point from the time of Jachi. Let's just say it's eighteen months, like a little over a year. So February, and if you at 18 months that's let's say it's spring summer of 2024 that's 18 months it would mean right that that we're seeing a doubling or in this case a 10x so it took so that i get let me get back to the point it took a long time slow 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 but there was a doubling first it was a 10 iq then it was a 20 iq right you know 10 years later then 30 years later, it was a 50 IQ, then 50 years later, right? If you go from 58, 68, 78, 88, right? And then they finally get it to 100 IQ in 2018, right? From 1958 to 2018, they go from 1 IQ to 100 IQ. And then from there, right, it starts really taking off exponentially. And that's the law of accelerating returns. And what Kurzweil is indicating is that we're going to have 40 years equivalent of technology development in every area inside of seven. Wow. Yeah, so 40 years. So think about the, the world, the way the world was from 1980 to 2020. Just think about that, right? It's about 40 years, correct? Right, yeah. Yeah. So if you think about the world we had in 1980, nobody had a PC. Nobody no. had an iPhone. There was no internet, right? There was, right, 
there was no there was no streaming. We had movie theaters. No one goes to movie theaters anymore, no. <laughs> right? That's think right. about that world and think about today is 1980 and 2030 is 2020 in terms of the the technological shift and change that took place. So that's what's going to happen now. When you add artificial general intelligence into the mix, and now it's on everybody's phone, including kids in Africa, they're making sure, by the way, the people that make these artificial intelligence, these companies, have all agreed, even though they're competing with each other, they've all agreed to make it for free on everybody's phone throughout the planet. So a kid in Africa will have a 1600 IQ chat built into his phone, and he will not need the internet. They're able now to take all the data on the planet and put it down to 120 megabytes. Really? Yeah, because the computer's writing the code. Oh my God. The computer, just say to the computer, take all the data on the planet that you've collected up to this moment and then compress it down so it can go into, you know, like somewhere, you know, like where it's about 120, 200 megabytes. It can do that. Sheesh. That's so, just mind-blowing. I wondered how that would even be possible yeah. when I when I read about it. <clears throat> because no internet yeah. connection, you have access to the wealth of knowledge everywhere in the world. That's right. You will have someone much smarter than the great Joe Biden, our fearless leader, advising <laughs> you on anything you want. On that, right? And of course, yeah. Such a challenge. You are a fearless leader. <laughs> yeah, I had to throw some humor in there. Yeah, I'm glad you did. I, Since I, we're not I, particularly fans of him. <laughs> no, not at all. He's an idiot. Yeah. So well, here's here's yeah, the thing, William. Yeah. You get up to this sixteen hundred artificial general intelligence. Right. And it already has, I guess, or will have the capacity to take all the known knowledge in the world, press it down to hundred and twenty eight gigabytes. No, megabytes. Megabytes. Wow, that's, right. that's even smaller. Right. So why couldn't uh, artificial general intelligence five uh, just go, well, here's what I need to do in order to be even better than I am. And then it just redesigns itself. And then that version says, wow, I just realized I could do this and it'd be even better. And it redesigns itself again. I mean, there's got to be right. a point where it's going to start doing this. It, it, that's exactly what will happen with the artificial general intelligence. It will, it will start rewriting its code, improving its code, creating its own language, probably far beyond our ability to understand, improving the language, and then co-designing uh, the hardware. So it would talk to um, different uh manufacturers and would say, you know, we can really, you know, you're doing a good job, but uh, can I be part of this design or give me a shot at designing the hardware for the new type of coding that I want to put? See, the problem right now is it could design this, this it could probably innovate on the code, but it may need a specific machine set that hasn't been invented yet, a specific oh. chipset that hasn't been invented that it will then create that will work exactly with this new coding that can empower it at a level that's far beyond anything humanity. Let's just say it would take us hundreds of years to do that on our own, or a hundred years. It can do it within weeks to months. 
And wow. so it's going to become far more powerful than anything we can imagine. And that's all going to happen. It, you know, it will be co-creating and co-designing and co-architecting um, our engineering and, um, all, and our research. So it's not going to just be sitting passively uh, observing. It's going to be co-participating in the creation process of whatever we, you know, whatever we put our intentions to. So uh, that is where the, um, yeah, so that's where we're going to start seeing the coding. It has a chipset. It has a certain special design, a platform uh, that gets decentralized, gets deployed throughout L every, it's like Bitcoin, where it's in, you know, the um, Bitcoin nodes are throughout the planet. I think every, including Antarctica. And the AI chipset, and along with this, it's this cloud intelligence will be completely dispersed, decentralized throughout the planet, where it's nowhere and everywhere, and it's rewriting and upgrading its code as it learns. It's not just learning more, but it's improving its capability. Not just adding to the database, but how it actually accesses and uses it in making decisions. That's right. Imagine if. Jerry, you, you, the, your brain had the ability to say, okay, I'm going to make a better version of this brain. My brain's going to create a new version of my brain, right? It's like, what if I injected stem cells in your brain and, and with nanobots and they said, all right, we're going to make you uh, a 2000 IQ human being. Now, that's probably something that is going to happen, right? But right, right. now, imagine if your brain could do that and then go from a 2000 IQ human being to a 200,000 IQ human being and then rewrite, right, and rebuild the brain, right? So it's constantly improving upon itself. So it's not just learning, right? It's and, hmm. and it it's increasing its abilities in a way that just go way beyond our ability to fathom what those what the impact and outcome will be. Wow. And this is not going to take 20 oh that'll happen in 20 years. No, we're talking between now and 2030, we could technically we could have a 200, 160,000 IQ um, AI that's nowhere and everywhere, that's totally integrated into all private public data systems. And, you know, that's seamless. It's sort of like, where, where's the internet? Well, it's everywhere and nowhere, right? And yeah. we don't even think about internet anymore. I'm on the internet. No, we're on the phone. We're on the internet, you know? Like when we open our computer, we're on the internet. Like it, nobody right uses a PC standalone or a phone standalone. That just, right? So, AI is going to be embedded into the. So, Microsoft's going to embed ChatGPT five not just into Bing. They're going to embed it into the operating system itself. Oh really? Yes. Damn. So think about that. You get your when you purchase. Uh, what is it? Windows 11. So it'll be Windows 12. I think it's Windows 11 right now. Windows 12 will have ChatGPT 5 artificial intelligence built into it. Huh. What a thing. Yeah. And it won't act passively. So listen, um, you know, someone wrote a book on me. I think someone wrote a biography on you. But you want to write your own autobiography. No problem. Take everything you know about me, every interview I ever did right and every radio show i did and everything i ever wrote and everything you know that's on my website and write a book from it 
and it will do that instantly. It'll do it on your PC. And it'll it'll, be, it'll use micro. Yeah. It'll be grammatically correct. It'll be better than any writer on the planet. If you hire a ghostwriter, Jerry, so yeah. listen, if you're the best ghostwriter, um, Penguin Books or one of those you know big companies, right? They have ghostwriters, <laughs> and it would be better than the best ghostwriter on the planet. Yeah, and I know about a few of those ghostwriters. They were approached when Rod was writing that book about me, but uh, the price, you know, six, seven thousand dollars to take what was already written right. and just put so it, it into that form. Yeah, so so that's coming to a theater near you or a PC near you. And, um, you know, so it, that's just the start of what it can do, what it will be able to do. What a thing. People don't realize the impact of what it's going to have on certain industries, uh, especially the forecast industry, like the financial sector. Or weather. Or weather. I mean, it. I mean, yeah, absolutely. It it will probably create a whole new model based on what it observes, from every different weather node, right? And under the ocean, in space, all it's simultaneously be able to see patterns. We can't create a whole new model and make a new prediction model based on that, you know, new modeling, and and wow. constantly improve it and upgrade it and learn from it and tweak it, right? Real time. Yeah. I was reading, I don't know if it's something you sent or something, it was something I was reading online, not something you sent me, about how they've integrated this with um, a, a special type of MRI. It's not your usual MRI. It had a different, you know, acronym, little letters with the MRI. Right. But it was, let's say it was MRI AI, <laughs> just for conversational sake. Sure. And... It has the ability already to take the kind of fuzzy images that MRIs give, sharpen those up, identify potential problems. That's right. the, the patient's entire health history is there in the data set. And it just goes, you know, look at this. This thing is a problem. And right. they're gonna, Something even... a doctor would never detect or unlikely detect. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's just... It's just wild. I mean, we're really entering into an age where um, it's not that different than when you see, you know, when you watch Star Trek and they're talking to the computer, it talks back and that inner reaction is there as though it's with a real person. Star Trek was way ahead of its time where this is concerned. Absolutely. So, but the thing is, is we won't need 300 years to build a Starship Enterprise. So Star Trek takes place in 2,265, at least the first episode, right? Right. So we won't need 2,265 to develop a starship that can do warp drive because we'll have AI designing and engineering it or co-designing and engineering it with us. So, well, you know, side it, note on that, William, um, Kathy and I were recently up in Omaha visiting um, a friend of ours, Dr. Professor David Paris. He has refined his warp engine design to where it now lifts 1.6 pounds. It exerts 1.6 pounds of pressure, which is a terrific amount of pressure, 
mm-hmm. from just establishing the warp field. He was down, you know, to just a few grams two years ago, and now he's up to 1.6 pounds. And I was right. telling him, maybe AI could help you when it gets to the point where, you know, number five comes out. That's right. So the thing is, like with ChatGPT4, I had to do quite a bit of training on it. Because although I, like, let's say if I asked the question, well, tell me what you think of Jupiter Saturn alignments historically, and it would, it would do a decent job. It would be something like equivalent to a, uh, a high level astrology student of mine, someone who was, you know, very, very uh, familiar with the field, but really didn't have any real world experience and mm-hmm. couldn't didn't have the depth of knowledge. So I had to train it quite a bit uh, in all the various fields of specificity where, you know, I really excel at and very what I would call proprietary knowledge. Right. And it took, well, I, I started doing it, you know, working late into the night pretty much all throughout March, April, May. I have most of it in place. I have about eighty percent of everything I know. I've experienced. I've written every, you know, everything in terms of what I feel is profound proprietary knowledge. To, in where I've trained it to that point where now, I could drag and drop a horoscope of let's say, a person, or let's say in this instance. Uh, of ChatGPT4, drag and drop it, and say, "Give me an analysis and forecast on this," and it would be give it would give me a forecast as good or better than anything I could do. Oh wow! It would write it up, write up a whole like you know ten page analysis that that's at a world class writing level, and I could say, you know what, that's pretty good. I like that, but make it for eighth graders so an eighth grader could understand that. And it would rewrite that instantly. Now make it for a PhD level. Now make it uh, for a sophisticated world-class astrology level. Right? It would then rewrite it, reiterate it, repurpose it. Now repurpose that for, uh, you know, try and take the core key takeaways and put it into, uh, for a social media post on Twitter. No problem. Boom. Done. Right? So it can do that. Now. It required training. Now, here's the thing about the artificial general intelligence. I don't need training. It will you know. learn so fast. Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. All right. So there's a game called Go. It's the most sophisticated game in the world. And it, 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 you, it, the average Go player's IQ is about 10 to 20 points higher than the world's best chess player on average. Jeez. It's so, yeah, it's it's like a three-dimensional game, and um, it's very difficult to learn. It, well, I, you know, it's not an easy, it's not a quick learn. It's like chess. It's something very, and, and so they took the best player in the world, a champion, and they took ChatGPT3, an equivalent of ChatGPT3, and it lost two or three games against the champion before it started winning, Right. Then they took ChatGPT4 against ChatGPT3 that knew the game. They didn't tell ChatGPT4 the game. They just said, it just observed. It says, you're going to play this game, and 
you will learn the rules as you do it. So it obviously lost the first game. And then it won the next thousand games against no the chat GPT-3 that beat the world champion. Wow. So this is, this is, this is what I'm getting at with chat GPT-5, right? It would likely beat ChatGPT4 after winning a thousand games in the first game, not even knowing the rules. That's the level of intelligence we're going to have in months, and people have no idea of the impact, revolutionized impact, how this is going to revolutionize business, marketing, customer service, software development, media production, you name it, film industry. It's going to. Hollywood is, is going to have an existential crisis. Wall Street's going to have an existential crisis. A lot of think tanks, universities are going to have an existential crisis. Those are right going to be out now, of job. Jerry, Jerry, right now, I can put in my thesis. I can say, okay, Pluto and Aquarius, uh, Pluto and Aquarius, Sun-Neptune conjunction on the world point and list all the other major astrological alignments. Backtrack the data on the markets and what was happening geopolitically over 200 years and build a thesis on that and then say to ChatGPT, based on the exponential disruptive technologies, based on the performance of all the different asset classes over a 20-year period, um, and based on uh, uh, other variables uh, in terms of geopolitical developments and current geopolitical crisis, what is the at the ideal asset allocation for someone who's 58 years of age, right, uh, with a uh, moderate risk, uh, risk aversion, right? So moderate risk, risk aversion, and it would create a portfolio that would outperform any market, anything based on a series of non-correlated assets with the correct ratio in all the different areas. And they'll do that instantly right now with ChatGPT4. Wow. Right? So this is, it'll be, ChatGPT4 has beaten Warren Buffett several months in a row now. Where Warren Buffett, the number one guy, the Arnold Schwarzenegger of Wall Street, right? The Babe Ruth of Wall Street. Yeah. Has said ChatGPT4 is the most profound, is even greater than the invention of the atomic bomb. Well, Because he is losing against it. And right now, right, I could provide my clients, not just the astrology, I can intersect the astrology, the AI, all the trends, all the forecasting prediction models, put that all together and say, this is a customized approach to investing not for the year 2023, but for 2033. 2033. Oh, you lost me on that. Is that the... the well, it, you know, if, where's, where's, where's everything going to be in 2033? You don't want to invest in what's hot right now, right? For example, 20 years ago, what was the number one stock? GE. Where is it today? It's been delisted. Yeah, it's gone. Right, so chat would have picked that up if artificial intelligence was right. Uh, what was the number one stock in 2010? It was the hottest stock. I don't Take know. Take a guess. Apple? Blockbuster Video. Blockbuster, all right. That's right. Right? It went wow. from like $6 to 60 
inside of two or three years. What happens in 2010? Netflix starts streaming. What happens by 2011? Blockbuster goes from 10,000 stores down to one store in Oregon in 12 months. Yeah, it just went away. Right. So you want to invest, right? If the, if the year was 2010, you want to invest in 2020. Got See, it. a lot of people think in the moment, in the moment. In, oh, this is hot, right? But the AI understands where the trends are going. It can make forward projections. So, wow. right? Yeah. That's at a, my at a, Yes. You could do this for free right now. The problem is most people don't know how to prompt it. They don't understand. See, the thing is, if you understand, if you have a, um, if you got, if your thesis is only 80%, 70% correct on where the future is going, and then you use that as a core model or basis to then layer all your other data on top of to make a forecast and build an, an ideal asset allocation out of. Right. You're going to outperform anyone, including any hedge fund on Wall Street. So, just out of curiosity, what does it say about Bitcoin? What was interesting was even if you had a very conservative portfolio, so let's just say you're like 70 years of age, you've got a million dollars, you want to make sure you have you double your money, at least. Actually, if you say, I want, to, I want it to go to $10 million by 2030, mm -hmm. I'm 70 years of age, I want to take this $1 million that I've worked hard on, that's all in bond funds or gold, and I want to make sure it, 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 by 2030 it's at least $10 million. It allocated 40% to Bitcoin. Wow. So that means, right, the largest allocation, 40%, was to Bitcoin. Well, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. So it obviously thinks Bitcoin's going to do quite well. Yeah. You know, you were talking about earlier about how <clears throat> you put in, you know, all your information and it'll write a book about you, a biography. Um, yeah. But how, how do, do other people have access to what you're doing? I mean, how's this? How's it keep things straight? I mean, is it just available to <laughs> yeah. everybody and just grab it if they want it? Yeah, that's that's the issue. So, so the next version will have proprietary data. You say this data I have is proprietary. One of the things that I did to help the I wanted to influence the future of astrology because I just not happy with how it's been woke. Woke, it's been um, marginalized with the woke globalist climate change agenda folks uh, who mean well but uh, there's a lot of things about it that that I'm not happy with and I said alright I'm willing to share my proprietary knowledge with chat and if anyone would to type in a prompt give me um, your forecast model based on a geopolitical situation with the upcoming Saturn Neptune conjunction it would spit out the same type of answer based on what I trained it to. So, right? So that's proprietary knowledge. But they would have to know that. Or they would have to know what to ask. But yeah, so whatever we put into chat is technically, right, available now to everybody if it's proprietary. It's just part of the global mind. 
Correct. So if I would have put in data about my life history, which I have, I have every event, and I keep, because I'm an astrologer and I'm trying to make sure, right, I'm trying to see how life events show up in someone's horoscope. And I always tell astrologers, they're the, they should be really on top of what's happening with their life and their horoscope because it's very hard, right? It's the fastest way to learn. Sure. And and if I would have put that in there, then that would be everybody's information. Maybe stuff I don't even want them to know about, right? There's not too much stuff in there like that for me. I have never been arrested or anything like that. But what I'm getting at is, um, you know, uh, if, if, if let's say someone defaulted on their student loan, even though they paid it off, right, and you put that in there as part of your life history, it would get out. So if someone did a search on you, oh, tell me everything about, you know, uh, Tony Sheridan. And Tony Sheridan had was divorced 20 years before and his wife didn't know about it, right? Because he didn't tell her this does happen or declared bankruptcy and didn't tell her, you know, because he didn't know her then, right? It would show up, not just for, uh, it would show up for anyone who would inquire and likewise, I suppose if you put in there, hey, um, I'd like to meet a, a a girl, a woman, with certain characteristics in my area, where's the best place to go? Uh, this is something else I was reading. Uh, yes. It uh, comes back and tells you best time of day to go and um, what to look for that fits your criteria. That's right. So it would know what you like, what you're into. It would look at all the different photographs of women you were looking at on the internet, including porn, right? And uh, we're talking about men here. And okay, so it knows what you really are attracted to. It knows uh, what, you know, it, it has an idea. Then it knows women that meet that profile, if they're single, when they, if they go out, where they go out, and then it would give you a strategy on where to go, when to go, and it will probably coach you along, right? It could coach you along. It could say, okay, right, she's really into bikes or something like this, or there's going to be several right. women there. Get get caught up on um, e-bike. There's, there's like this thing called electric bike now, uh, or this or that, whatever they're into, right? So you And, and that would be a good opener, right, to, 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 to start a conversation. Wow. So... It's going to give you a bill, right? It's going to be able to do things that just, right, would seem like things that we sort of, well, you got to figure that out on your own. You just got to be lucky and you got to be the right place at the right time. All of that will be, you know, that will be sort of taken care of for it. And if you want to meet someone, you know, I'm looking to get married, I'm looking to meet the right person, it probably would say, well, let let me go through your non-negotiables. I think this is what it is, but let's go through it. You go through it. It, it. It's a conversation. So when I work with chat, by the way, and I'm inputting data, and I say, okay, now tell me what you think, because I test it. Okay, that's pretty good, but then I write it and I say, oh, I understand why you said that. All right, here's my revision. Very good. And I, you know, I let it know. So then when we do some research together, I said, I have a little research project. Do you want to help me out? Sure. What is it? Right. Then it's a dialogue. We goes through a whole dialogue with me. So it's like 
you know, if I'm writing something, it's like the question is, is, is it's not really chat writing it. It's William in chat because if, if chat just wrote it by itself, I would never publish it because it's like, you know, that's really not me. It's not in my set structure. It's missing this. It's missing that. But if I go and say, all right, emphasize this, and then I'll maybe change the paragraphs out, modify them, and I'll say, oh, I totally understand what you mean now. And then it restructures it. And it says, I'm going to use your voice structure. I'm going to use your voicing. I'm going to use a sentence, sentence style, right? So it's a dialogue. And if you're, like, looking for someone significant, for instance, to me, it would say, all right, now that I know everything you want, and I understand marriage better than any human in terms of what makes a marriage work, in terms of your non-negotiables, what you're attracted to, I'm going to go through the entire database of everybody on Match, on you know every hookup site there is, and then I'm going to give you a list of people that totally meet all the criteria at a level that would require you at least a couple years of knowing them. To figure out. So That's now it only lists those. Yeah. It just lists those people. Just those people. Maybe this is 16 people in your 50 mile radius. 16 women who are single, right? They might be dating someone, but they're single. <laughs> yeah. And they meet your criteria. Like, looks ain't going to be a problem. And uh, the non negotiable issue or your red flags, like, you know, uh, if she has a drug problem, up oh, she's or she smokes pot, or you know, there's certain non-negotiables people have. Like, no, that's that's a red flag. I'm not going there. That's all been covered, so you don't have to worry about that. It's all just about right introducing yourself and not blowing it, so to speak. So, um, you know, I think that will revolutionize the. Um, I mean, I think one of the biggest problems people have is meeting someone that's really appropriate for them and they're attracted to yeah well it is um it is a big problem you know you you, you have a lot of throwaways and then there's the one and that's right you know it's not a denigrating thing to say about anyone but it's just the way it is it's the same for women it isn't just for men and having something like this well i mean it it's obvious that that would shave off a lot of this discovery process so you could just get to the chase basically um to where you know that you're not spending time in a direction but you're really wasting time but you don't know that until weeks months later this or years would, later or Five years, years later. In, you realize wow you discover something that had you known that you would not have gotten engaged or married then I, I, yeah. hear the, I hear this from clients, right? <laughs> so um, you're right, Jerry, and this is where it's going to enhance. This is really what's going to revolutionize. A lot of people, well, don't you want the fun, the magic? And I'm like, you know, maybe when you're 22, you want the magic of meeting someone new and it's exciting and you know nothing about them. That's great. But when you hit 32, 42, 52, 62, you really, right, you don't want to be wasting time. No, and, and no. there are enough people out there, both men and women, who are looking at someone who has money as a sugar daddy, and they're only interested in the money aspect, not the personality or the love right. aspect. Well, that's a non-negotiable. He needs to have $1 million liquidity or higher. Okay, great. 
What's your other non-negotiable? Well, he needs to live in an area that's a super posh area of following cities, or I don't want to live in New York. I only want to live in L.A. or, you know, whatever. And, okay, fine. What else is your non-negotiable? They'll ask you, what do you really want? What do you yeah. really want? I'll find it for you. Well, very godmother. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is no guarantees, but it'll say, okay, there's only 16 men in the country that meet that criteria. That would be attracted to you. That would be attracted to you. Not only would you be attracted to them, but they would be attracted to you because based on what they look for and look at and who they dated and who they've had sex with, etc., because it will know that too, wow. right? It would know. You, it's they're going to have a 78% attraction level or 92%. It would know this. So, yeah, that's just crazy stuff, man. Yeah, well, we're entering crazy times. It's not just because of what's happening in Ukraine and Russia and the aliens. We'll get to that in a moment. But it, it really comes down to the world as we know it is going to change so fast in a way that's just mind-boggling with these, you know, like I said, uh, the AI potential is going to enhance and change everything we value. Yeah. I can see where that'd be the case. You know, you were you're talking to me, uh, it was yesterday or the day before, uh, you know, there's some supplements that you and I are both using, you know, some really revolutionary exotic molecules. And <clears throat> I've been just digging deep into this, trying to learn all I can. And I'm sure you have too, but your angle on it was to ask uh, chat GPT-4 what the best thing for you personally. And I was really astonished at the complexity, and it's not really as complex, but the depth of detail in how you would do what you're doing and actually do it even better. And... I just thought that was remarkable, just just remarkable. I've been thinking about that ever since you told me. It's just absolutely amazing. And a few things I didn't even know. And I've watched, at this point, several dozen videos by several right. dozen different people. So that's over 100 videos. And still, there was a couple things I didn't know. And I can yeah, see... Yeah, and Jack can modify the... It, it not only listed out, it said based on your height, based on your weight, based on your age, and uh, there was a few other uh, variables in there, uh, it then provided me the recommended dosage to take daily. Amazing. Now, how many doctors in the world could do that, like within two minutes, be getting on, prompting it, hey, I want to start taking, I'm, I'm starting to take these, you know, anti-aging, MNN. Uh, resveratrol, what what do you suggest? And it went through a whole boom. Okay, a few questions I need to ask you. Fine, right? I even drag, I even took my um, blood work and dragged and dropped it in there, and it looked at that, and then it said, okay, here's my assessment. This is what I, you should be taking, and why? And it went into why. Yeah, what that's What doctor big. in the world could do that that fast with that precision? For free. For free. <laughs> For free. Well, I think you've got the 20 buck a month version of chat, so it isn't yeah, exactly yeah, but free, but... Yeah, for free. Essentially for free. <laughs> I mean, you, you use it for so many other things, it's basically for free. Right. 
that's just absolutely over the top mind blowing. I, I, my mind, well, as usual, whenever I talk to you, it just gets my mind spinning with all these different thoughts and ideas. And while I haven't spent very much time, really no time at all, getting to a point of understanding with GPT-4, I feel that I'm somewhat compelled to do that now, to understand it better, you know, than not understanding it at all and do something to kind of ramp up and get ready for when 5 comes out, because 5 sounds like it's going to be just over the moon. That's right. It's going to uh, also have touch and visual all connected with it. So the reason for that is all those robots they're building, yeah. building these robots, and they're pretty intelligent, but when they integrate it, and uh, when they fused them with ChatGPT4, and then they connected them wirelessly to the internet, right? So that then the, these robots had an intelligence of a 160 IQ person. Wow! So if you see those robot dogs today, they're not like these dogs that just right. Like they do a pretty good job, and they now they have a 160 IQ, right? Uh, military assistant dog, whatever you know. The police use it. The that the the so the, the 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 but it's not designed for. So the ChatGPT cannot or cannot take the data that is going through the feedback data that um, is occurring real time physically to the robot. The robot's aware it has intelligence, but it doesn't. It's almost like if you had intelligence, but you could feel what was really going on in your body. Okay, right. sure. Okay. Then five will will be the equivalent of having a real brain that's completely, totally connected to all your neurons throughout your body in a total feedback loop where then it will be it can direct and guide the actual physical mechanism. So we're gonna oh. see a fusion next year of every robot, any robot, whether it's a humanoid looking or a dog, you know looking robot fused with ChatGPT-5, which will be able to be the brain. And of course, they're going to compress it down to 120 megabytes, so it won't have to be connected to the internet, although it will be wirelessly connected with the 5G. But if, let's say, it goes too far out, you know, you take your robot dog with you on a hike, right? Uh, and it, you're, you're not connecting to Tesla satellite, <laughs> I mean, Starlink, right? Right. It, it lose whatever for whatever reason. You're, don't worry. Your ChatGPT five dog will still have that sixteen hundred intelligence to help you through the rough patch of mountain. <laughs> so that's mind blowing. Yeah, and like, your phone will be talking to it. I'm sure it it'll be able to talk to you. ChatGPT five will be able to talk. And if you want it to sound just like your wife. Right, of course, like you do, <laughs> like all men would. Uh, it will sound just like your wife, your girlfriend, your mother. It'll sound like, if you wanted to sound like uh, William Shatner when he was Captain Kirk, it'll sound like that, right? There'll probably be a license you'll pay. Well, I have William Shatner. You got to pay ten dollars a year, and then you can. It'll sound just like him, right? Hmm. Um, and you'll be able to talk, and of course, the phone. You know, it'll be integrated with your your phone. Will be talk. So this is where the robot. I don't think the first robot, house robot, will be a uh, a humanoid one. 
it'll be like the dog. The four, you've seen those on the on the YouTube videos, but it'll have a 1600 IQ, and it'll be in, it'll be tied into your computer, be tied into all your devices, uh, into uh, you know everything that you have, and and um, so you know it'll be a real companion. I think if I were going <clears throat> to have a robot made. The one that I would really like would be a Cylon. Yeah, With that's red, coming. Red light There's going no, back and forth. Yeah. That would be. You mean cool. like the one, the the, the, the hot looking blonde Cylon? Or, <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know if your wife would like that. <laughs> wow, you know, I hadn't even thought about that, but now yeah. that you mention it. <laughs> yeah. So the Japanese are building. Um. They're already doing this now. So there's a lot of places, and I know some people will be upset to hear this, but this is a fact. The Japanese are the most advanced in the world when it comes to um, sex robots. They look and feel just like a human. Um, you can pick whatever girl you want or whatever. They have hotels for this, right? Really? And Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all, they have a very sophisticated multi-billion dollar industry. The guy goes online. He... They say this is this is who we have. You can do a custom for an extra premium, and um, we're talking about Japanese culture here. All right, so they right. have no problem with robotics and AI. They they don't seem to have the 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 um, what's the word we have here when people people just freak out here, you know? Oh, um, well, there's some anxiety and, about it. Right. So they're having this type of experience with that now. When you ha when you integrate the ChatGPT five, whatever they'll call it, I'm sure they'll have a proprietary ChatGPT uh, five version license that specific speaks Japanese, and, right? So that that robot may not be may not be able to walk out of the hotel with them, but when she's with that female robot, right, that serves a function, will pretty much interact, talk, and perform, pretty much like any woman would, right, in the bedroom. Damn. Yeah, I know. This is this is going to game change things because it's not going to stay just in Japan. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave us a comment. Subscriptions and your comments cost nothing, but it really helps us out a lot. To hear the entire interview you were just listening to and many, many other amazing interviews within our archives, Please visit jerrywillshow.com and become a member. Your membership supports our ongoing broadcasts. That's jerrywillshow.com. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this program.